You're listening to episode number 337 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Vegas.com. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a twenty-four hour a day schedule. The pools, the casino, big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? Want to gamble? They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. This week, uh, this is the bonus show because we've, as I've said, we've got a lot of bonus content pre-programmed out. And this week, we could have taken this week off because of what we're about to release, but we're having so much fun doing the show. We're like, eh, fuck it, yeah, let's do a show anyway. So the vintage Kirk Kikorian is coming out to Patreon subscribers this weekend. I couldn't be more thrilled. This is a huge story that took me a long time to research, and I cannot wait to to bring this to everybody and, and uh, uh, just excited for it. That's awesome. Is it is it going to be one big audio release or is it broken up into into sections? How how will it be released? He has his entire vintage episode. Okay. Okay. Yeah, just one. Got it. How long is it going to be? Do you know offhand? I can't remember. No, it's fine. I want to say, kind of considering what the script ran, I want to say it would it would end up being an hour, but I could be mixing it up with some with another one. <laughs> you, sure. You've only done a few, right? Well, I, I can I can tell you firsthand, and I've said this on the show before, but I will reiterate: I tried, God, I tried to uh, help Mark out with doing some research and writing on these vintage Vegas's, uh, vintage Vegas segments, and Mark just out uh, he outschools me. Uh, you know, we'd be <laughs> I, I would I would report back on what I'd found, and he would email me back and be like, "Great, so I want you to check out these other four things based on the you know one paragraph yeah, based on the just answers sent- you just gave." Gave me my new yeah. questions. Right. Yeah. And so I'd run off and I'd research those four things that he had come up with and he'd be like, super. Now for each one of these, I need you to look up. And I'm like, boy, man, I'll get back to you on this. And then I just you know, never did. So, yeah. so very cool, man. I can, I can only imagine how many um, hours go into what winds up truly being a one minute segment or, 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 you know, like a, like one minute of, of a segment. So, right, right. It's, it is most definitely a labor of love because the amount of man hours that go into researching and, and then writing and then editing and, and, and recording it's or, or recording and then editing. Well, no <laughs> shit. If you do it right, you write it, you edit it, then you record it and you got to edit that recording. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You've read drafts of things before. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. Well, and that's the, you know, that's the funny thing for, again, a little man behind the curtain for the listeners out there, you know, Mark will send me a script that's pages and pages and pages and pages and pages. And I'll, I'll correct for two things. Essentially I'll, I'll correct for grammar and I'll correct for like, I, I'm not getting where you're going with this or, or maybe move this piece. Which from those here are here so to, helpful, by the way, your, your notes are always super helpful. It's my pleasure. But, but I read, because here's the deal. When I'm reading your script, I'm reading it as, as though I'm hearing it, you know, like a listener will as a podcast in their car on their way to, you know, work. Well, what used to be on their way to work, but you know, whatever the case may be. <laughs> right. Right. And, you know, and I think to myself, okay, I think this is what he's about to say. And, and either you don't say that. And so I'll be like, well, hey, what about this one thing? I, w- I was kind of wondering if you were going to talk about this sideline of it. Right. Or I'll say, it took you four pages to get to what I thought you were going to say in this particular paragraph three pages earlier. Maybe consider just 
pulling it up to the front <laughs> and then everything will, you know, but, but right. again, that's just, that's only because I read it from the listeners, you know, standpoint. Well, it's, the kind, of, it's the kind of notes I need. I mean, when you, like you just, you just highlighted it there, like the, the number of hours that go into researching it and, and then writing it and then editing it. And like, there's a lot of that. And at some point you get so buried in it. You're like, I need somebody else to look at this because it's, <laughs> I've been looking at it too long. Oh, absolutely. I, the, the, to Tony's point, the amount of time that you spend on these a second set of eyes is invaluable. So yeah, these these things are uh, these things are like my kids. I can't wait. This Kerkorian, I've been waiting for this one. This one's right up there with Win. Like I couldn't wait for it to for it to get out, and now it's out there. And uh, well, it's going to be out there. It will be by the time you listen to this. It'll be out there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, awesome. I think we should probably then uh, get into the show. He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. The Holiday Motel, formerly located just north of the Strip, near Stratosphere, was originally named the Holiday Inn when it opened in 1952. In 1960, the Holiday Inn chain required them to change it. As a part of the update, the sign they are most famous for having was erected. We get that from the book Postcard History Series, Las Vegas, 1905-1965. Good luck finding it. <laughs> I tried to find a link because, um, like Tony brought up, and we've had some feedback about um, all the all the great books that uh, that I keep coming up with, and so I'm like, oh, well, I'll make it even easier for him. I'll grab hyperlinks, you know, for him on Amazon, you know, for yeah, if somebody's interested. <laughs> Where in the book. you can find nope, it? Nope, couldn't find it. <laughs> and, and to be fair, the reason also being is I get books from all over the place. Like yeah. I remember, it used to be a treat for me um, whenever we would go home from a Vegas trip. I'd always get a new book in in. Hudson's or, or whatever about Vegas. Right. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's where I ended up getting this. That would because, make sense. Yeah. They would, postcards. of course, stock yeah. that, you right. know, and so there you go. And for folks at home, what is Hudson's? Oh, it's a bookstore. And in, yeah. in any airport, um, it's kind of the... Um, oh, gotcha, gotcha. I'm sorry. I, I gotcha. When yeah. you said Hudson's, of course, my old man brain went back to the the retail clothing store. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I know that can't be it. So no, it's like it, Hudson so News, I think, is what it, it is. Hudson News is what it is. Yeah, yeah. but it's it, they've got, you know, food and sodas and grab-and-go stuff and snacks and candy, but then they usually have, like, um, the, the super expensive crappy souvenir section, and then they have a book section usually. So that's, yeah, he would, he would pick something up in the airport on the way home. You know what's if interesting, and if you guys will give me just a, a hot second to, to talk about this, it's intriguing to me, and, and I get that this happened back in 1960, so a lot of things in the, God, what would that be, 60 years, has changed as it relates to trademark law. Right. But there is a, and I assume the answer is yes, but let me just be clear. Are, are you guys familiar with Papa John's, the, the retail pizza company yeah yeah oh, i assumed you would be but I, I wasn't quite sure just how national or or at least across the country they were we're not fans uh, but we're familiar with it yeah yeah yeah. oh no i don't need you to, to love the pizza i just need you to be aware of the of the of the corporation the because there is a there is a pizzeria in lansing called papianos and it's got the exact same logo like the same fonts and, and lettering correct. and everything color exactly and i'm like holy shit that looks like the papa john's logo that's that's intriguing to me come to find out it's actually a papa john's pizza it's it, it is truly i mean you order the as a matter of fact when they when they they send out their their mailers to the general mid-michigan area you'll see papa john's of this city papa john's of this city papa john's of this city papianos of lansing and I'm like, this is so weird. And mm. I, for I don't know what ever caused me to actually Google search it. But one day I, I, <laughs> I got so inquisitive about it. And I swear to God, guys, I'm getting to the point here <laughs> is to say I, I have a point. I, I swear is to say that there there was a well-established Papa John's pizzeria in Lansing that was just a mom and pop pizzeria owned by a guy named John who had named it Papa John's. Mm. Well outside of, of Pop, uh, Papa John's being a, 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 a national corporation. Right. And when Papa John's, the corporation, came into town, this Papa John's, the one-off family-owned uh, 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 restaurant, yeah. sued the corporation and damned if the court didn't rule in favor of the mom-and-pop Papa John's 
awesome. restaurant saying yeah, it makes they sense. were all here first. They yep. had built that name and that 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 trade, that brand. So Papa John's Corporation, if you want to come into Lansing, you cannot use the name Papa John's. <laughs> and awesome. so obviously I, I say all of that because that's clearly not what happened in 1960 or my guess is maybe the uh, the holiday motel. Holiday Inn, got I would, check I from would holiday think had been around a lot longer. Yeah, well, I think so, it was. I think you have the Holiday Inn Corporation, and then they were thinking this is an inn. Right. Hey, we'll call it the Holiday Inn. Right. Like, no, 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 you can't do that. Right. <laughs> that would be my guess. Yeah. Battleborn pins or Disney quality enamel pins of vintage Vegas icons. The ever-expanding collection includes this week's featured pin, Vegas Vic. Vegas Vic, complete with waving arm, measures approximately two inches tall. The real 40-foot-tall sign was erected on the exterior of the Pioneer Club on Fremont Street in 1951. Modeled after the image used on a postcard by the Las Vegas Chamber of Commerce in 1948, originally, not only did the sign's arms move, but every 15 minutes, it would say, Howdy, partner. The voice was turned off in 1966 for being a distraction while the movie The Professionals was filming in Las Vegas. It returned in the 1980s, but was turned off again in 2006. Vic's arm stopped moving in 1991, and in 1994, several feet were cut off the brim of his hat so he could fit under the Fremont Street Experience canopy. Today, while no longer presiding over a casino, Vegas Vic is one of the most iconic signs in Vegas history. This collectible mini version will run you $12. 360 Vegas listeners can drop that price another 20% when they use the promo code 360. Just go to bbpins.bigcartel.com or go to our blog, 360vegaspodcast.com and click on the banner ad for Battleborn Pin. Next up, the Twit Pick of the Week. The Diamond of the Desert, the Dunes, captured stunningly in black and white, shared by at Tony Ilya. However, black and white doesn't do the legend justice, disguising the colorful brilliance on display. Clearly ahead of her time, considering the surrounding landscape, this icon stands alone in my heart as a place that I wish I could have seen with my own eyes. Thanks, photography, for being the next best thing, even if it's devoid of color. <laughs> I love that picture. But it does, you know, to your point in the monologue, considering especially recently some of the really vivid bright beautiful pictures that especially have been that signage recently oh, yeah this one is is kind of meh i mean from a an impact standpoint i yeah. get that it's a you know historic look they're building casino, caesars in the background they're building <laughs> friggin caesars in the background in that picture ah uh, that's all i've got <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Pause for effect. As always, I know I write. I'm like, I, I just want to make sure. Okay, well, then we're good. As always, we will link to the photo. Do you ever edit out? Oh my God, Mark! You know the best thing you should do. So one of these times, you should just edit out the dead space between when you guys stop talking and I finally start talking, so that it sounds like I'm like completely I out do, of the clear. That's blue what I do swing. all the time. Well, <laughs> but I mean, make it so abrupt that people listening at home are like, damn, Tony. Oh, you mean like, jumping just, on like top you're of right it. on top of each other. Yes. That is funny. Yes. <laughs> what happened to this week's show? It's not like you guys were on top of each other. No, I got a little trigger happy with the scissors. <laughs> <laughs> as always, uh, we will uh, link to this photo on our blog. We'll feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let's get into the news. So bad news, but I, I like the old adage, as Willy Wonka said, so shines a good deed in a weary world. <laughs> Talk to us about 360 Vegas Vacation 10 being canceled. Yeah, this was a, a shitty situation that we were put in, and uh, it, it, it's going to mean that we're not going to have a Vegas vacation, a 360 Vegas vacation in 2020. But between the masks and the gathering restrictions, we couldn't have done a 360 Vegas vacation if we wanted to. The security guards would have been breaking us up yeah. all the time. Those who RSVP'd refunds have been initiated via Eventbrite. 
if you're still coming out to visit, please reach out to us and let us know because yeah. we'll be here and we would love to hang out with you. Absolutely. I mean, we haven't talked about it yet, but I think it would make sense for us to still like stay down downtown or down on the strip a couple nights just like as a little vacation for ourselves sure so if there are folks in town you know we sure, don't have to worry fun. about driving home. that's a fun idea yeah I like that okay all right yeah i'll keep that in mind all right so now let's get to the good news 2021 is karen and i's 25th wedding anniversary so we had an idea that we're going to combine 360 vegas vacation 10 with our 25th anniversary so you're going to have the largest run-up you've ever had to a Vegas vacation <laughs> because 360 Vegas Vacation 10 will be June 20th through the 22nd of 2021. And I thought that was... Yeah, it was one of those things where, you know, it's your 25th anniversary and you kind of feel like we should do something. We haven't figured out what it is, but... You should get married by Elvis or something. I'm, I'm not doing that. Do the drive through Do the no. drive through wedding. The drive through wedding sounds Karen awesome. awesome. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. But we just thought that, you know, so many of our friends come out for Vegas vacation anyway, right. which is in May. And then to ask them maybe to come back out and help us celebrate again in June a month later, not a lot of people can do that. So right. we thought, okay, well, if we just put them in the same time frame, yep. you know, we can hopefully get all of our loved ones, friends, and family out here, too. So so then, obviously, we're going to try and make this the biggest Vegas vacation ever. So Vegas yeah. vacation 10, 25. <laughs> 10, 25. <laughs> <laughs> and this will be like Vegas vacation 10, 10.3, actually. Yeah, 10.3. Because <laughs> it'll be our third time yeah. trying to yeah. do Vegas oh. vacation 10. Well, and now we're actually, like, we were hoping to just go, no, 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 we're going to, we're going to, basically what we had planned, don't, that's gone now. That's, yeah. That's over. Thanks, COVID. Right. Uh, but that's over. That's that's not going to happen. We sh- we've scrapped plans. We're starting over. That being said, don't be surprised that they end up very similar. Because <laughs> I can see us going, I can see us going, all right, here's our opportunity to, to just recreate this thing. How do we redo it? And, and when we get to the end of it, like going, don't redo it. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm very excited about it. I mean, as you well can imagine, I think it's, it, it's a... It's very disappointing we had to cancel, but it is what it is. It just, it, it, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. So instead of moping about it, I say, find the good deed that comes out of this weary world, and that is the fact that we get to celebrate your 25th anniversary with you, or, or maybe not on the day per se, but I mean, just no, it's actually on the day. The twenty, oh, the twenty second is our is our wedding anniversary. Oh, all right, all right, cool. That's that's awesome. It it will be a very fun time, and frankly, you know, I we have had friends that we've talked to or run into on different occasions who have said and shared with us, you know, sometimes Labor Day and and Memorial Day don't necessarily work as well for them just because of whether they're teaching or whether, you know, it's the end of the beginning or end of summer and they've got kids, blah, blah, blah. They've said, have you ever considered something outside of those two major holidays? And so this works out to be an opportunity where for folks who may not be able to do it during Memorial Day or over Labor Day, hopefully the, the, the middle to end of June winds up working out for them. So I hope that you're right. It will be one of the biggest Vegas vacations we've ever done. Hopefully we can pull folk that might otherwise have been out there for Memorial Day. Hopefully it works out that they can just push everything out by about four weeks yeah. and, and come join us then. In addition to catching those folks that couldn't otherwise make it out during the major holidays, hopefully um, those dates of the 20th, 21st, and 22nd will work for them so we get to meet new friends as well. Yeah, and that was the other reason we're announcing it now because it is almost a year ahead of time was I think people are so used to us doing Memorial Day that we wanted to make sure that we got it out there um, so that people could start looking at their plans and making adjustments now because I've actually been reading on a lot of the travel sites that like people are already booking their summer vacations for 2021. Really? And, yeah, just in anticipation of, of everything finally, you know, having the vaccine, you know, having the, enough herd exposure, whatever all that stuff is going to be. Um, so they're and there's huge travel deals right now. So that's the other reason people are booking them. So right. we wanted to get it out and let everybody know. Yep. That's, cool. a, that's a Sunday. It's, it still follows our standard format of Sunday through Tuesday. Right. Um, it's just Tuesday will also be our <laughs> wedding anniversary. That's so cool. That's so freaking cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the Palazzo closing. So starting June 21st, Palazzo will no longer be accepting room, room reservations during the weekday. The move is said to be a response to travel demand for the summer. 
The casino and its amenities will remain open, and Venetian is still accepting weekday reservations. I'm, I'm sorry, silly question. June 21st? Uh, I'm sorry, July. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. I was like, did this already happen and we no, didn't report no, it on it for a month? <laughs> Thanks for, checking, for okay. catching that. Yep. Yeah, they're doing it next Monday. So this is the last weekend. So the casino and, and the restaurants are still yeah, open. Yeah, just the hotel, just is, the hotel. is what's closed. Which doesn't surprise me, especially if you see during the week. The weekends are still pretty pretty busy on the strip, but the weekdays, yeah, it really just dies down. This is a, this is a smart move for them. I think... Uh, don't be surprised to see more casinos open and, and hotels stay dormant. Or at least do something similar to this where they're, they're yeah. figuring out how to you know, minimize their cost of keeping everything open and running it. And this works out, if you think about it, Venetian Palazzo works out perfectly because you don't need to have both hotel properties open if you're not filling them. You can yeah, still... So, yeah, it's, it's a cheap It's the same property. property yeah, yeah, you've got plenty of room to, to house the people that do want to come, right. but then you just don't have to staff the hotel side in one of them. So as I'm sitting here right now, I'm doing a quick uh, Google search on how many uh, rooms Venetian and Palazzo have total just to find out. It's um, a lot because there's there's a lot of conventions, you know. It's one of the biggest in the world. Yeah. it's Apparently it's 3,068. So if they're, and I, I don't know if this is going to truly work out this way, but let's just say for argument's sake, that you know you cut it in half and roughly 1500 fit at venetian and 1500 fit at palazzo um i think that's i think that's kind of telling i mean that's a lot of rooms i'm, I'm not trying to take that yeah. a- away from venetian palazzo 3000 rooms is a ton to try to fill every single night but that's that's um fascinating to me and without seeing the numbers, you know, I'm, I'll be the first to concede I'm talking out of my ass. But <laughs> h- how much would it cost for them just to offer up some comped night stays for people to come in if they're if they're do- if, and, and they could even go the Caesars route and they could say, hey, listen, you know, because of covid, we're not coming in. We're not going to change your your sheets and do and give you new towels when we're going to do no. Uh, what do you call that room, room service? service. Housekeeping. <laughs> Housekeeping, not uh, room service. Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, until, you know, because of COVID as it stands right now. By the way, a uh, hat tip to our friend Rocco, who lives in Germany. He, he whipped up a tasty aperitif cocktail and posted it to Twitter. I've made it up, and that is what I am enjoying while we're podcasting right now. So <laughs> as my... Uh, alcohol, You're not enjoying uh, voice, your own strawberry martini concoction? Uh, it is... It, uh, not not right now. When... when listen, when... Um, when listeners reach out and say, Hey, have you ever tried this drink? And they give me the, the ingredients for it. I, I want to give it a try and I want to talk about it. So Rocco, thank you for your, for your uh, aperitif cocktail. It's going to, it's definitely going to get me to where I want to be as my speech is already starting to show. Anyway, <laughs> long story short, why not just, all, and again, if they've only got, and I'm making this number up also, but if they've only got 50% capacity at Venetian with 1500 rooms, maybe they're comping out the other 50% to get bodies in, but I, I will always be a proponent of saying, Getting a body in a bed for the purposes of at least having somebody there that will potentially go downstairs and do some gambling is better than having an empty hotel room, period, because you can never get back the lost revenue from that particular night. And I'll tell you, Mark, I just finished that jackpot, the story of um, Bill Hara that you had recommended on the show like, you know, a year ago. Right. (laughs) And one of the things that they talk about in the book is how they classify people into different buckets. And some people are going to be, you know, one timers. They're one and done. They never come back. Others are going to be folks that are on the lower end, folks that are in the, you know, middle tier, blah, blah, blah. I'm a big proponent of just saying get a body in there and then just trust that between the the restaurants and the the, the casino and the the Bar, potential bar tab, you're going to get back your free hotel comp night stay. But again, I'm saying all of that, not having any idea what the actual uh, occupancy rate of Venetian right. is during the weekday. Right. Hmm. Okay. Clearly I have beat that horse into the ground. So we'll move <laughs> on. <laughs> there is a Vegas NHL hub city, or there could have been. Yeah, there could have been. Las Vegas lost out on the opportunity to become a hub city for the NHL restart to the trio of cities in Canada. The RGA reports 
that Vegas was a front runner, but a spike in reported COVID cases cost them in the end. No word why reported cases did didn't sway the NBA from selecting Florida for their season restart hub city. Right. <laughs> They've got way more cases than we do. Right. <laughs> well, and good luck getting into Canada. Well, they, I'm sure for, well, number one, I, I bet a bulk of the players are Canadian, so I don't think that's going to be a problem. Well, but the teams, but the, yeah. the teams, I'm sure they work this out with the government because, you know, who wouldn't want, you know, the, this consolidation of hockey to continue, you know. Right. So I'm sure they, they figured that out. Yeah. You know, they, there's rules, but then you can always make a, a special um, exceptions for celebrities. So I'm sure that played <laughs> into it. <laughs> Next up, G2E. G2E, the global gaming expo showcasing the newest in slot machines and other gaming equipment, has been canceled for 2020. One gaming company CEO was quoted as saying, quote, 2020 is done. We need to focus on 2021. If only 2020 was done. <laughs> no shit. Taking advantage of the extended runway, plans are to redesign the event from the ground up. Ooh, interesting. How do you redesign a convention? I was actually going to ask you that, Mark, because you've been to G2E a couple of times, haven't you? Yeah. I mean, it was always so, basically the same thing. But that's that's what I mean. It was just the they, newest of, of the new. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe they maybe they're they got something in mind. I'm not, I'm not thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think, you know, the draw of G2E is, okay, let's let's come out and see what the newest gaming inventions are right but maybe it's are they going to figure out a different way to present it or a different interactive experience for the attendees or right. i mean they they could come up with some stuff i would think it'd be fun though to, to actually go because we haven't been in a few years yeah i'm going um, back but yeah to go back and see if it is different if they do end up revamping it yeah but we got more than a year to wait, so. Right? <laughs> I totally agree with that CEO. Like, it's done. It's over. Nothing. There's there's little that I can think that could, could happen. That nothing can redeem year. the year yeah. at this point. I, it, it's just lost. <laughs> right. Finally, talk to me about a monorail purchase. The Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority is in talks to buy the Las Vegas monorail. The Sun reports that talks began in January, but were expedited thanks to COVID and the monorail shutdown. A spokesman for the LVCBA said they believe the monorail is an important transportation option and want to make sure that it has the ability to continue to operate in the coming years. <laughs> did, did you see Mayor Goodman's response to this? Yeah, because she's <laughs> on, on, on the board and disagrees. Yeah, she basically called it, I don't remember her exact words, but she basically called the monorail a bottomless money pit and doesn't think that it's right yeah, to invest see, the, the LVCA's funds in it. But then she also made herself sound stupid because she goes, somebody like MGM should buy it because that would work out perfectly for MGM. I'm like, why? They have one stop. Right, yeah, everything monorail. else. Why is, the fuck would MGM want it? Well, to extend it down to Mandal Mandalay so that it can help support the Raiders. I get stadium. that, but if you're going to say that somebody should buy it because it makes sense, it's Caesars. They've got like four stops on there. <laughs> right. It, yeah, it's. I don't see how this is because I, I I do agree with her that the monorail seems to be just a bottomless money pit. It's just because it doesn't go to the, to any. I mean, it's first of all, it's not easy to get to. No, it isn't. But it doesn't go to any key place. It doesn't go to the airport. It doesn't go to downtown. Right. They're, they're, those are your two key. I mean, the things that 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 people are trying to get to. The biggest reason I've ever ridden it was because I was down, you know, on the strip and wanted to get to Sahara. Right. That was really the only reason I ever ride the stupid thing. Well, and then once Uber came out, like going, oh, well, I'll just, I'll just Uber. Right. Yeah. You know, you're not avoiding getting long hauled or anything. Like, oh, well, I'll just Uber now. And now there's actually, like, look at this magical idea here where we don't rip off our people and we get more <laughs> business because of it. <laughs> Could you imagine? It would be interesting if they, if it continued to, you know, lose money and gets defunded at some point. Would they tear it down? Because that would be interesting. That would change the look of that landscape quite a bit. Yeah, but it's just behind the properties. Yeah, just thought. I, I think it could disappear and we'd forget that it was ever there. <laughs> yeah, probably. And it, just because it doesn't have a lot of phenomenal sight lines. I mean, it is for people who love the city and 
because like to see behind yeah, the buildings. Exactly, yeah. you get a you get a brand new perspective when you ride the monorail. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't think a lot of people are rushing to it. <laughs> no, obviously. Moonshot.com is the place where you can find your favorite vintage Vegas shirts. Incredibly comfortable to wear. Available in male and female cuts. Multiple colors and sizes. Reasonably priced and cool as hell. Options include this week's featured shirt, Elvis Presley. And not just any Elvis shirt. The concert t-shirt available during his first run of shows at the International in August of 1969. The shirt features Elvis's name in what resembles the oversized can lights Elvis concerts would feature throughout the rest of his life because it was the 70s. But possibly the crown jewel of this shirt is the international logo located on the top dead center of the shirt. Or at least that's what we have a hard time not looking at every time we see this shirt. This and dozens of other vintage Vegas shirts are available at moonshot.com starting at $27. Use the promo code 360Vegas, no spaces, and save 15% off your order. Just go to moonshot.com, that's M-0-0-N-S-H-O-T, or go to the blog 360VegasPodcast.com and click on the banner for moonshot.com. Considering the immense sway that the LVCVA has in Vegas... Do you think that they're powerful enough to be able to get it extended? Assuming they were to buy it, do you think they've got enough uh, power, enough um, sway to get it extended to either downtown or well, they just dropped the a billion dollars into expanding? Yeah, that expansion. Things. So if so, they've got the kind of cash, I could see them. I could see them doing that. Well, so that's that's kind of the trade-off, right? Think is, about is, it. The idea being, you just want to to ferry conventioneers back and forth so all you got to do is your your extension to the airport if the, if the or, lvca yeah, bought it it would go to the airport they they would have no motivation to pay to have it extend down to, uh, to down mandalay. to mandalay yeah, right yeah that would. um but you could look at it one of two ways so to your point they just dropped a billion dollars on this expansion that they're working on but they've lost how many conventions while it's under construction that would help with their normal operating right. expenses so they either have the cash or they don't have the cash. My bet would be they don't have any extra cash right now until the conventions are back up and running. Hmm. I think Goodman needs to uh, just quiet down. She's on her last term, so. She's just, you know, she's coming off as a crazy old lady she, is what she's coming off She kind as. of is, which is sad. <laughs> I, I tried to defend her when she, you know, had that terrible interview about COVID. Oh, yeah. But at some point, I... I I can only help. I can only try to break your fall so many times, Carolyn. But I mean, call me. I'll I'll, I'll come out. I'm, right. I'm, I'm an easy get. All right, that's going to do it for news. Let's get into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, Vital Vegas reports that guests staying at the Golden Gate or the D will be able to use the amenities of Circa. Makes sense. Yeah, but it's it, oh, still I, cool. Yeah. I mean, oh, absolutely. You know what? It's at first, you know, I'm, God, am I an elitist or what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. That's right. <laughs> next, next point. <laughs> the first thing I thought when I read this is I'm like, fuck, when I'm paying to stay at Circa, I don't want the Golden Gate riffraff <laughs> swimming in my pool nice. next to me. But then I thought, you know what? Hold on. Hold on, Tony. This is what a good, uh, chain right. of casino casinos do when they're in a when they're in a successful corporation it's the same reason why you can you know go in and use the pool at caesars if you're staying at bally's or paris or whatever the case might be so i immediately i immediately you know put my dander back down but at first <laughs> i'm like oh you have to be yeah. kidding me with this but i got it i got it Eater Vegas reports that Stations Casinos has decided to also keep Fiesta Henderson closed, quote, until further notice. This is after news at Texas Station, Texas Station and Fiesta Rancho will remain closed for a year. Station still claims they will reopen Palms when demand dictates. Dun, dun, dun. I know, right? <laughs> and still, that's... Well, I mean, let me ask you something, because you guys live out there. As a, as a, as a visitor, as a tourist... I see the station casino commercials all the time. I mean, nary, let me tell you something. And this is, I, I, the best part about what I'm about to say is every 
listener that is a tourist to Vegas is going to smile and be like, right on, right on, right on, Tony. <laughs> when, when you turn on the television in Las Vegas and you watch local Las Vegas TV, because I really dig getting to watch the news. Right. Your commercials, you guys have three commercials in Vegas. You have station casinos, uh, station casino commercials. You have personal injury attorney commercials. <laughs> yep. And and you have car dealership commercials. Those are the only three <laughs> things that advertise pretty much in Nevada. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty accurate. Yeah. So so I guess as an as an outsider, I always assumed from the and I know it happens when you assume, but I always assumed from the commercials that stations was doing a, you know, hella bang up job with its casinos that it, it just it, it surprises me when I'm hearing about all of these casinos that are not reopening to you guys, the, the locals. Yeah, I mean, I feel like stations focused on their big boys. So, you know, if you think about it, Red Rock and Green Valley Ranch have a very different look than a lot of the other stations' properties right. do. Yeah. Um, and then they just put a bunch of money in because Palace is open, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they they just renovated Palace, and it's very centrally located. I think a lot of these, and I'll be honest, the only one that I know for sure where it's at is Texas Station. They're a little more outliers, and maybe a little, a little more tired. So I don't know if that plays into part of it and they're just concentrating on kind of their big boys. But then you make the argument, why haven't they opened Palms? But Palms really isn't a locals, so. Yeah, they try to sell it like they, like, like it's supposed to be a locals, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't really think so. Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't create a giant uh, video screen facing the, uh, the strip to go. <laughs> Hey, locals. Low, right. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, you think it would have been on the back of the building. <laughs> it should have been if they wanted to get the locals. After the announcement that bars would be required to return to phase one standards, only those that serve food allowed to stay open, some 50 bars announced their intention to file a lawsuit against the state. A spokesman for the suit told KTNV that bar owners are being unfairly targeted for blame regarding the recent uptick in reported COVID cases. Tony, I was going to ask, do they even have a leg to stand on? Because I thought when I first heard about it that maybe they did because like OSHA and, and the NGC were targeting all of them saying that like, you know, when they went into bars, like 50% of people had masks on. Wouldn't it make more sense to punish each individual one and shut each individual one down as opposed to all of them? I mean, do they, does that... It's a lot more work to punish each individual one. It's easier to do a blanket statement to say if you don't serve food, you have to close. Right, but that. But what I mean is, can do they do they have a leg to stand on? So, great question. What you're essentially what you're asking is, is this an equal protection violation? Are it are are these places that only? Well, let me rephrase. Are these places that don't serve food being treated differently than the folks that do serve food? Yet at the end of the day. There's still an, uh, you know, an establishment that you go into for the purposes of, um, you know, pouring one back. I'm going to make an argument that it's probable that they're not being treated separately insofar as the intentions of, of what you do at one place versus the other is different. In one place, you're going in to truly have a meal. The to other sit places, down with a set group of people and right, have a meal. Right? Yeah. Correct, correct. As opposed to a bar where you may have folks, you know, commingling from one table to the next. I mean, I mean, think about, a, I mean, in a very real sense, think about what any given Vegas vacation is like. You will have... 50 people all in one place, yeah. but they don't stay at their respective tables. They're mingling from one table to the next, you know, bullshitting and, and yucking it up with each other. And I think that's probably the thought of, of, of why they're shutting down the non food serving places. Um, I, do, do I think they're going to win? Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Do I think that they're going to be successful? They being the these non-food establishments. No, I, I don't think they're going to be. I don't think they're going to be successful. And 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 quite honestly, I'll I'll tell you why. Uh, it made national news. There is a bar that is nary a fifteen-minute drive from my home called Harper's Bar in East Lansing, Michigan, that had 
160 individuals and they're all yeah. douchebag MSU kids. Yeah. So, you know, they go to the bar. It's Harper's is essentially a, a, a meat market. And these kids are going there and 160 of them contracted um, COVID from it on just this, this one weekend. weekend. Yep. And then they all went back and, and then they've been able to trace an additional 20 COVID um, uh, outbreaks or, or, or infections based on one of this 160 people that had originated at, at Harper's. I, I think that's exactly what they're trying to prevent here. Yeah. And I, I do know it's kind of, it's not Vegas, but it's sort of related to the conversation. Arizona, it, they, there was a group that filed a lawsuit. So Arizona shut everything back down, gyms and, and everything. There was a lawsuit filed by a boutique gym owner. So this was one where, you know, they only do classes. You have to schedule an appointment. I don't know if it's like a CrossFit or something like that. And they filed a lawsuit saying, look, we can, you know, we can limit the number of people. We take reservations. We can clean the equipment after every single session. There's no reason why we shouldn't be able to be open. Mm -hmm. And in that situation, a judge came back and said, no, you're a gym. You're lumped in with all of them. Just knock it off. So, you know, It'll be interesting because again, that's Arizona. It's not Nevada, but right. you know, there's there's precedents to kind of follow. Yep. Uh, real quick before we move on, and uh, Mark, I'll leave this to whether you want to keep it in the show or if you want to <laughs> just edit you, it out. You don't have to preface that. I everything no, that no, no, happens no, no, on no, this. No, listen, listen, listen. This is a 360 uh, legal lounge oh. topic as it relates to the as it relates to the um the insurance companies being sued by by uh, Circus Circus. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a case that got heard this last week here in the city of Lansing. It was a restaurant owner who sued his insurance provider for not coming through and providing insurance uh, business uh, interruption insurance yes exactly like the and and so this article that i'm reading like my jaw hit the ground because it talked about both the caesar's lawsuit and the michigan lawsuit here in lansing and the judge said no your your insurance is 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 property insurance and so even though you were shut down per se your building was not infected by COVID. You just got shut down because of COVID. Your insurance covers your property. So it, it's it, these things are all... And so then they likened it back to the lawsuit that's been filed against Circus Circus and the argument about can you... The, when you and this is the worst part about law to a certain extent is when you can get a little teeny tiny toehold on something, you just hold onto it and you beat the shit out of it. And so this judge here in Lansing, this, you know, the the author opines, has just given the tiniest of toehold for the insurance company that's being sued by Circus Circus to say, look what happened in Michigan with this restaurant. We're no different. Our casino wasn't closed down because of COVID per se. It was the, the, the insurance is for the property itself. And there's nothing wrong with the property. They could sell Circus Circus tomorrow. So then sure they may wow, not be able to get as much for it today as they could maybe on June, uh, excuse me, January 1st of this year. But there's nothing wrong with Circus Circus. It could be sold and still make the kind of money it did on January of this year. But doesn't it doesn't it also depend on the type of insurance? Because I agree with the judge that if it's if this was property and casualty insurance that they were trying to make the claim under. Absolutely right. I agree that there's nothing wrong with the property. But if it's a business interruption insurance, which is a different or like Circus Circuses was an all-encompassing or it was... Right. I can't remember the phrase, but whatever it was, it clearly meant to imply right. a- anything, anything you can... Because I just, I know, you know, from working with very small businesses, like business interruption insurance is huge because if something happens like a fire, like a flood, like, you know, something that, that causes your business to stop, you get... Um, an allocated amount every day that you're closed, and it's based on your past profitability. It's like Affleck, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're, no, you you joke, uh, Mark, but you're absolutely right. One of the things that Affleck has has created their niche in is saying most of the shit that you get insurance for 
let me rephrase. Most of the shit that you you get us Affleck for is because the big guys won't, won't stream it. for it. Yeah. So, so to answer your question directly, uh, Karen, no, I don't know, and, and no doubt that will likely be one of the. Uh, ways that the circus circus attorneys will want to try to differentiate their case right. from the case here in Michigan. But when I, I watched the, I, I listened to the YouTube Zoom uh, video that was out there. And, and I mean, first of all, I was, my jaw hit the ground when I'm like, holy shit, I've been in front of this judge hundreds of times when I was in uh, private practice. Like this this is real and this shit is hitting right now and the fact that it was tied into an article as it related to Circus Circus right. just had me over the moon excited so like I said once, once um, uh, AIG files their answer on the complaint that Circus Circus filed I'm going to have a, a 360 legal lounge you know rip ready to go so awesome. I'm excited to talk about it awesome alright next up Philadelphia's famed Chickies and Pete's Crab House and Sports Bar. And and I did, Mark, I, I did, I, I had to fact check you. You are correct. It really is Chickie, apostrophe S, ampersand, Pete, apostrophe S, Crab House and Sports Bar. I thought, now, wait a minute. <laughs> I agree. I thought it was terrible. That is a, a right. But then, so then I'm like, okay, well, maybe, and, and this is just what a sick mofo I am. I'm like, so Chickie, She's the crab house, and Pete, he must be the Jeez. sports bar. Oh, Jesus. Based on how they must have had ownership on, on the naming of this. Anyway, they're coming to the Sahara this fall, and per Eater Vegas, Chickies and Pete's will take over the space formerly home to Beers and Bets. I, I still think that that whole frontage is terribly wasted. Oh, yeah. There's no way to get into Sahara from Las Vegas Boulevard. You've got to pull in to either the Porca Shore or you got to go around back. Those yeah. are the only ways you can get into the place. It's silly. Boyd Gaming has laid off roughly 25% of the nationwide staff on Monday, citing COVID restrictions. Staff received their worker adjustment and retraining notification back in May, informing them that this was a possibility. Yeah. I, don't want, I don't want Boyd to sound like they were dicks. They did, they did what they had to do before they... Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. The cat keeps trying to make herself comfortable on the equipment and like it'll f- make the screens flicker and shit. So now I'm just trying to annoy her. So she'll, so she'll get down. So she'll she's get not going to get down. Yeah. She'll bite you because she's not going to get down. She will. It'll get on her nose. <laughs> Eater Vegas is reporting that all planned restaurants for Circa will be available when the property opens on October 28th, except for the Pan Asian restaurant 8 East. That will open in December. It makes sense considering what, like, the first eight floors or what they're, they're working on. Five. Five. Venetian Palazzo has begun asking table game players to refrain from smoking or vaping. A spokesperson for the company said the change was made when face coverings became a requirement, but would not comment if this was a permanent change. I, I, I obviously have something to say about this as a cigar smoker. <laughs> I have something to I, say about it as a non-smoker. I am not opposed to this. At the end of the day, I get the cigar sm- Having been a blackjack dealer at the Blue Chip Casino during my college days, I 100% can appreciate the fact that you get the proverbial uh, Selma and I can't remember Marge's other sister, which is oh. bad on me. <laughs> Started Pat, a joke. Wasn't it Patty? Pat, yeah, Patty. Patty. Excellent. Yeah. Well done, Karen. Just so you know. I dug that out of the recess. 20-year-old <laughs> Tony is very, very disappointed in present-day Tony. So thank you for saving me. <laughs> but, but I, you know, I can appreciate and, and understand and respect the fact that uh, as, a, as, a, as a blackjack dealer or any table game dealer where you're, I mean, Maybe to a lesser extent, the go fuck yourself if you're a crap dealer. But for the for the blackjack de- tables and for the um, you know the three card poker where you're like right there with with the smoker and they're all smoking and in particular they're chain smoking, it can be a lot. There would be times when I would leave work and in my nasal passage would just burn from from the smoke. I respect where they're coming from. Um, I, I think they need to be very careful, though, because a lot of these smokers or excuse me, a lot of these gamblers are smokers as well. But they have a tendency to be more the 
uh, slot and, and video poker. Where they should probably be super careful, though, is my understanding is the only reason, and I, I got to credit Vital Vegas for this, so I, uh, you know, pick or choose if, if this is, tr- how accurate this is, but I believe everything Scott says. <laughs> it's the Asian uh, players, the, these high money whale Asian players who are the smokers, and they want to come in and they want to smoke. And, and if you tell them they can't, they're they're going to have none of it. And so that's been part of the reason why they keep it. I, listen, I, I, I again, I, I get I get a, a, a blackjack table is nary a foot, foot and a half between the player and the and, and the dealer. And, and even less if you're sitting at, you know, at first or third base. So I get it. But go ahead, Karen. What are your thoughts? On <laughs> I was just going to say, I I. It has scared me off of tables sometimes if there's somebody just sitting there chain smoking because I can't stand just having that smoke just waft in my face. It drives me crazy. So for me personally, um, if I'm already have to sit there wearing a mask behind plexiglass, if they're not allowing them to smoke, I- I'm grateful for that. So I like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have a problem with this. I, I get the close proximity thing. It's it's. They're still allowing smoking in the casino. Uh, right. It's just this is yeah. this kind of seems like it makes sense to me. I don't, I don't really have a problem with it. It was announced this week that El Dorado will offload three Indiana properties as part of the $17 billion merger with Caesars Entertainment. Those properties are Horseshoe Hammond, Caesars South Indiana, and Tropicana Evansville. One of your, so, uh, one of your buddies there. Well, Roy, our buddy Roy Paypar, he's he's in Indianapolis. It doesn't take him very long. Or our other friend, uh, Andrew Covington. They both live, you know, about an hour and a half north of, of uh, Horseshoe, Southern Indiana. I, or excuse me, now it's uh, Caesars. But you've been there. You know that place yep. intimately well, yep. if you recall. That, uh, from when you're, you know, when your time living in in Memphis. I'm, I'm super disappointed. And I, I tweeted this out on, on Twitter and had a nice conversation with some folks you know my biggest concern about selling them off is and this is 100 a, a selfish reason but my wife and i would use that as home base right and we would go out during the day and we would do all of our louisville stuff that we wanted to do we would bar hop we'd go to distilleries we'd we'd take the tours we'd buy the you know the the bourbons that you can only get when you're there on site on premise at, at the distillery itself and, and, and we would eat, you know, at, the, at these wonderful restaurants that Louisville has. And then we would go back to what was then Horseshoe and is now um, Caesar Southern Indiana. And we would then spend the rest of the evening, you know, drinking our faces off. And, and, and to be clear, they don't comp alcohol at, at um, you know, in these casinos right. in yeah. Indiana. So we're, you know, we would drink our face off and just gamble well into the two, three, four o'clock hours and stumble back to our hotel room and pass out for the night. And the fact that we are going to lose that is absolutely heartbreaking. I, I couldn't be more disappointed. But even if I just wanted to do a day trip to Horseshoe Hammond, mm-hmm. and, and, and again, forgive me for parsing you know, or, or splitting hairs here, but even though Caesars Windsor over in Ontario, Canada is technically closer by probably a half hour, 45 minutes. I can't smoke my cigars at uh, (laughs) Caesars Windsor. Mm. So I would have to, I would go to, and and I can't smoke in Joliet either, which is in Illinois, a a suburb of Chicago. So what I loved most about Horseshoe Hammond was the fact that I could smoke there, you know, smoke my cigars while I'm, I'm playing my video poker. Um, but their their big downside is they didn't have a hotel. So when I first read this, and the first casino that they listed was Horseshoe Hammond, I thought, oh well, that's going to be disappointing. But they don't have hotels, so you know I always had to watch my alcohol intake. Anyway, no harm, no foul. I can always go to Caesars uh, Windsor, where I can't I can't smoke, but at least I can have a, a, a hotel. And if I get bombed, I just have to stumble back to my room. But thank goodness that there's Caesar Southern Indiana where I can both drink my heart out and smoke my face off. And then I saw that they were the other ones that's being sold. And I thought this really does change the dynamics of my Caesar's play. Yeah. So mm. sorry, Tony. Yeah. I know. Right. Thanks guys. This week, New Jersey, the last agency needed to complete the El Dorado Caesars merger, gave their approval. To reduce competitive advantage, they are selling their Bally's location, leaving them with Tropicana AC, 
Caesar's Palace, and Hera's AC as well. So uh, what drives me crazy is the whole name thing. So they have a, ba- a Bally's out here. They now will no longer have a Bally's in Atlantic City. Mm. They don't own the Bally's in Tunica. It's like, are there only certain names that these people can use and doesn't one person own them? <laughs> drives me crazy. <laughs> It certainly does, and and you know, ironically enough, goes back to the Holiday Motel versus Holiday Inn and Papa John's versus uh, Papianos. Right. It it does cause bring in confusion because you don't really know whether right. or not you're staying in a you know a quote unquote Caesar's Entertainment owned facility. Unless at this point, unless the name is just Caesar's, that's the only way you're going to know for sure. Vital Vegas shared that the Fremont Arcade at Neonopolis is in fact closed for good. Did you guys ever make it out there before it closed? Uh, I made it there, but I didn't actually play or anything. Like, I've seen it, but... Yeah, not me. Did yeah. Did they have a lot of um, games? Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was a nice space. It's disappointing to, to hear that they're not they're not going to be there. Wait a minute. Do you if know people what people are playing oh, sorry, games... Go I was going to say, sorry. If people are playing games on Fremont, they're, they're going to be ones that they can gamble and win money on, not ones <laughs> that they're just feeding money into. But it certainly seems like it would have been a good place to send your kids... If, if you've got, you know, folks... Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to remember, Zappos people still live down there, and they well, have yeah, kids. Yeah, but you got to supervise. They have to be supervised. You can't just send your kids while True. mommy and daddy no, goes no, to... No, no, one said this, no one said this was a parentless arcade, Karen. Well, <laughs> Tony, Tony said. Tony, Tony said, he said, go send your that. kids there. Not take your kids there. <laughs> I love it. Um, what was I going to say about that? Oh, you know what? Listen, to the listeners out there, keep an eye out. If you ever find one, I want to buy it. When I was a kid... There used to be a Star Wars arcade game, and you actually sat in it, and you flew like the Falcon or whatever the little the Millennium Falcon or the X-wing. Yeah, sure. Well, probably that's it. (laughs) I mean, you got to understand the graphics were just you know because it would have been like 1987 probably when this arcade game came out. I love that you're looking for the arcade game, but you don't even know what you were flying. (laughs) <laughs> Why? Well, I, I think you're missing the point here. <laughs> Old man Tony wants to try to recapture some of his youth, and he can do that by buying, you know, this arcade that that I could put in my home and then just sit in and play. And I just it was it used to be just so much freaking fun. And I remember just pumping quarters, you know, into this machine. I couldn't wait for my allowance, you know, because I think my my allowance was either the day of or the day after my parents got paid. And, and again, remember, I'm putting this in perspective. I'm 43 years old. I remember my parents getting a, a weekly paper paycheck. And I remember going to my to the bank with my dad and him putting, you know, the check in in one of those little uh, vacuum things he'd sign it and 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 they would take it and they would cash it and they would put the cash in an envelope and send the cash back to him and you know he'd have this wad of of money and i used to think that he was just so rich right because you don't appreciate (laughs) bills and monthly expenses and shit like that and i'm like dad you've got so much money and he's like i i would if i didn't have you kid (laughs) so anyway that's all i've got to say about that Las Vegas advisor reports that South Point Buffet is now open again with food dished out by the wait staff. Caesar's Bacchanal Buffet is expected to reopen next month. Considering the giant jerseys they've been put on, that have been put on her before in the past, it was only a matter of time before they created a mask for the Statue of Liberty outside of New York, New York. That was applied this week. Was there anything on the mask? I think it said like Vegas safe or something like that. I don't know. It's a, yeah, there's a hashtag Vegas safely. Yeah, Vegas safely is what it says. Oh. Mm-hmm. The New York Post is reporting that Sheldon Adelson joined a group of investors looking to purchase the New York Mets baseball team. A spokesman for Adelson denied the story and said that he has, quote, no interest, unquote, in buying a stake in the Mets. Kind of like he had no interest in buying the RJ? I was, you, you beat me to it. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> I mean, it basically just boils down to you can't believe anything that he says. I trust I trust nothing that that his his PR people come up with. No. I, and I only believe half of what he says. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the kind of tagged onto that was the rumor that, oh, this could be the major league team then that they're going to relocate to Vegas. There's no way they're relocating the fucking no, Mets. No, there isn't. <laughs> There's no way. I guess that's going to do it for news and prop bets. 
And I think that's going to do it for episode number 337. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. Get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas. And get 360vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on. We do that at zazzle.com slash 360vegas. If you'd like to send us some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360Vegas Tony. Karen. I am at 360Vegas Karen. He just told you where you can find me, so until next time. Yeah.